Today, we discuss the elusive knowledge of credit. What is credit? Why did no one teach you about credit? How come schools don't explain credit? Why does everyone get their credit messed up when they are 21 years old? Well, to explain credit, let's start with like a brief history of money. It may be the root of all evil and the worst invention man has ever had, but it was totally necessary. Story time. Imagine this. You are so lucky you've got a sweet-ass prize cow, but you don't really need it anymore. How do you get rid of it without money? <clears throat> Post 43,000 different prices. You know, I need 25 beans, 17 logs of lumber, 64 wheels of trees, one tire, a thousand sticks of deodorant, 42 pancakes. How the hell are you going to price everything in this world you'll barter for? What happens if someone brings skunks? And you forgot about that. Oh, shoot. I need skunks. How many skunks is this cow worth? Uh, let me go Google the market value of skunks versus cows. So you can see there's kind of a problem, right? Not having a medium to facilitate interactions makes it very difficult to determine any value of a product. Especially in a marketplace. So, money was necessary and invented to solve that problem and make life a little bit easier. Next up, let's talk about loans. What do loans with money, without money, look like? Right? A cheesemaker is trying to expand his business, doesn't have the upfront cash to get this prize cow, doesn't have the 64 skunks he needs. So he wants to borrow a cow and pay it off with a percentage of cheese produced. Huh. Interesting. So, now in order to grow your cheese business, you have to A, find someone with a prize cow, right? Then B, find someone with a prize cow that's willing to let you have it and not use it themselves. And C, find someone with a prize cow that will let you have it and will take cheese as a payment. Now that sounds difficult. Thank goodness money allows all of that to happen with none of those caveats. You can borrow money, go buy the cow, make the cheese, sell the cheese, and pay it back with money. Which is much, much easier to find someone with money versus someone that has a cow and all those other things and wants cheese. But now, shit happens. What happens if that person fails? You go mafia style and you go break their legs because you didn't get your cheese payment? They take the cow and all your customers, your entire business. Does that seem fair? You just ignore it? Is that fair to the lender? Eh, you can just have the cow and all the cheese. It was fun while it lasted. You create a Facebook group. Start making people hate the, the, the borrower. This guy's a bad cheese maker. He smells funny and he doesn't pay me my cheese. Or if money does exist, he doesn't pay his debt, never give him that. He's a terrible person and now his business could be ruined. But that doesn't really help the lender either. Or do we just leave it in the hands of the super intelligent, very efficient, and ultimately fair government to make a criminal punishment? Send him to jail for a year? 
what's the what should be the penalty for not paying back a $30 a month loan payment? What about a $30,000 a month loan payment? Here's the real question though. If we're sending people to jail or fining them for the money they clearly don't have, how's that going to affect your economy? Not many people are going to be borrowing any money for the, with that high of a risk and your economy is going to sputter. So push came to shove and all the markets decided on a system to track all that shit. It's called the credit system. Some, some fancy name like that. So this is developed by the private sector, right? Private companies that each have their own algorithm and methodology. So you have like Vantage scores, FICO scores, 2.0, 3.0, various different things. You're rated from 300 to like 850, right? 850 is perfect credit. At least they agreed on the numbers, I hope. And there's probably a couple out there that have like a scale of 1 to 10 or something. Who knows? But there's three major ones that actually matter, right? There's, there's maybe five good ones, but three of them are what 90 to 95% of all of your credit inquiries are going to check on. Banks check this. Car loans check this, mortgages check this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and even those are a little different. If you go to a car loan, your score might be different than if you're going to get a house loan or applying for a credit card. It's a little strange out there, a lot to it. Can't go over all of it today, but if you need any questions on credit, you all know how to contact me, reply to any of these messages or my podcasts or whatever. Get in touch with me and I'll tell you some more than I know. And it'll probably change in six months. Who knows? So the three major ones are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, right? Um, they use a combination of their own methodology, their own algorithms to determine what they think your credit score should be. So how can you tell your score? Well, you can go to one of those three and you'll get your credit report. If you haven't done that in the last six months, do that now. It's free. They're required by law to give you that report. Then at least you can see if there's negative things, positive things, what they're seeing. If it's wrong, you can start disputing it, etc., etc. There's also companies out there that they will do it for free and give you kind of a credit score. So these reports from the three big ones usually don't have a score. Um, but they have some other free sites. So there's two big ones, Credit Karma and Credit Sesame. And they'll give you a probably 70 to 80% accurate score. Um, they aren't the most accurate because obviously they aren't running the algorithm or own the companies, but they take data in and they're not super stupid. So it's a good way to kind of keep track of your score. Um, they have apps, they have credit card recommendations. Obviously they get paid a little for that. So keep that in mind. Um, remember they are a business making money, but it's a good idea to have a credit karma and credit Sesame account and kind of keep tabs on everything. Uh, lately, a lot of credit card companies, I know Amex, Discover, Chase, um, B of A, they, all those credit card companies, they give you a free credit score and credit report. So you can log in online and somewhere in that user interface, it'll say it. So that's kind of what credit is needed and used for. And so it's most important thing. If you get anything is use credit wisely. What the hell does that mean? Easy thing to say, shitloads harder to do. So here's what makes up your credit score. All right, get your pen and paper out. This is the important stuff. And look, this is the first time I have a visual aid. Just look at that beautiful graph on that TV. All right, 35% is determined by your payment history. Paying on time is extremely important. You should be at 100%. 99% is considered shit. 30% is determined by your credit utilization. This is determined by your credit limit and how much of a balance you have on your cards. 
So if you have three cards that each give you 10,000 each, 30,000 is your limit. You want to stay under 10%. So that means spending under three, having under 3,000 rolling on your credit cards. 15% is determined by your account age. The older your credit cards, the higher your score. They like to see a long, healthy history. 10% is determined by your mix of credit. They like to see various companies, various types of credit accounts, car loans, student loans, credit cards, all sorts of different ways that you can take credit and make sure you're always paying on time and you can handle it. The next 10% is determined by inquiries. How often you try to obtain new credit actually hurts your score. All right, so like almost every American, you fucked up your credit. Most likely when you were young, maybe during some crappy relationship, or maybe you just didn't have a clue. So now what? So there's two types of credit helping companies. There's credit repair companies, which is probably 90 to 95% of them. And there's credit enhancement companies, which are harder to find. They each treat three of the six factors. Credit repair focuses on the negatives and removing them and, and boosting that way. Credit enhancement focuses on the three positive factors and making those as positive as possible. So let's go over them real quick. You have the payment history. Something wrong with this is a negative. If you miss a payment, hire a credit repair company that can usually help get rid of that off your credit. Derogatory marks. These are negative as well. Collections and bankruptcy, and they can also be repaired with a credit repair company. Hard inquiries are also negative. Creditors do not like that. A credit repair company can help remove those. Now your credit card use percentage, that's the credit card limits you have and how much, you're actually, how much credit you're actually using. This can be a positive. An enhancement company can help increase your credit limit. Therefore, showing you're using a lower percentage and that your credit goes up. Credit age, also positive. We want the oldest age we can, and credit enhancement companies can help your average age increase. And then total accounts, that's positive as well. The more accounts and the more varied types and the more different companies, if you have a Chase and you have a Amex and you have Sally Mae or Fannie Mae, whatever those home loans are, um, the better your credit's gonna be, and a credit enhancement company can help you increase that. So... Now that we have your personal credit, we're all here for networking, right? Let's talk a little bit about business credit. It's a whole nother ball game out there. So a couple of business credit companies are Dun & Bradstreet. I mean, Expedia and Experian also do business, but the more, the more common ones are Dun & Bradstreet and LexisNexis. LexisNexis does a lot of the banking. Um, banks use that for businesses. A lot of you young starters, I mean, almost every company probably doesn't have credit here takes a while to build business credit. So initially, with young businesses, banks or whoever your lender is will check your personal credit and use that as the business credit. So it's super, super important to keep your credit score high. It will directly affect your business. So that's a brief description of what credit is. Now, why the hell do we care? So credit is really important for acquiring funds and assets, right? To expand a business, you need more money. You need that extra cow to make more cheese. And you don't want to be selling it for skunks or getting producing skunks or whatever. Loans are important. Almost every business needs some sort of capital influx to grow. So you need your credit to acquire funds and assets, right? Cars and houses, assets. Houses definitely appreciate. Cars can also produce positive revenue. So 
So you need to get good credit, keep a good credit, and then use your credit to help build your business. Now, how do we do all that shit? That'll be next week's speech. So next week, I'll be teaching you how to utilize your credit in your business and your personal lives. Credit is also the best way to grow your net worth. So I'll see you all next week. Don't forget, millionaires are made.